Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, this week, our guest is Cal Ewing. So this is a continuation of an interview I just did with Cal Ewing. Um, his intro will be in the podcast episode right before this one. So if you want to hear his intro, go back there. Um, but we did we did a quite a long talk. We did like a 40-minute talk and two distinct topics for 20 minutes each. So I decided to split this into two episodes. So without further ado, let's go into note investing. And don't tune out on this one. Like this is like this is awesome because no tenants. No tenants just collect rent. Um a lot of cool things here, and there is a way to get tenants in this as well, uh, which he actually goes into. So do, do hold on, do listen uh, about note investing, because if you don't understand this, you're leaving a lot of stuff on uh, behind. You're just just focus, just just go do this episode. All right, thanks guys. Switch gears and let's talk sure. a little bit about notes. Yeah. So maybe start I, by I, telling people what a note is. Go yes. go start with basics. <laughs> the basics. Yeah, it's not as is not as well known of a real estate strategy. But um, I got really into buying mortgage notes, and how I got into that is I actually started with with owner finance deals. And uh, you probably talked to your your viewers about owner financing, right? So um, if you sell a house, you can actually sell it with financing. Right. So you're, you become the lender and your buyer is also your borrower and they pay you a monthly payment until it's paid off. Right. So that's pretty common with with home home sales and home purchases when the seller finances that. And so when you do that, you can you create a mortgage, a mortgage note and you're the bank and your borrower is paying. you, Right. So and then, of course, when you get a, a bank mortgage, when you buy a house, um, there's there's basically two pieces of paper in the States. There's the. Uh, promissory note and that's like your your promise to pay your IOU and it outlines the interest rate the amount that's being borrowed the loan term the late fees all of that okay mm -hmm. and then um, and that's not recorded with the county that's kept with the lender and then there's a mortgage document or a, a security uh, instrument and that's the thing that you find recorded with the county and that allows the borrower sorry the lender uh, to have a lien on your property and if you don't pay them, then that allows the lender to foreclose on the property. So there's two different documents. Yep. And so you can actually, as a real estate investor, you can actually buy notes from banks, directly from banks. And uh, what I like to do now, just because as I've mentioned, I haven't had the best of luck with things like flipping, um, but being the lender is really great because you can do it from afar and you're not responsible for repairs and tenant overturn and you know, all the issues that come with being a landlord or being a house flipper, you don't have to worry about all of that because you're just the lender, right? So if your toilet breaks on your own home, you don't call TD or CIBC, whoever your mortgage is with and say, hey, my toilet's broken, come fix it, right? CIBC is going to laugh at you. And so it's the same thing. If, if the toilet breaks on the house and you're the lender, you don't have to worry. That's, that's your borrower's problem. Um, so I like the hands-off nature of it. But um, a lot of times, especially since COVID, is you've got all these people that have mortgages before COVID, right? And then they lose their jobs or get laid off. Um, all these issues because of COVID, they can't work. And so a lot of these people cannot pay their mortgage suddenly. And so they become uh, in default. They, they're behind on their payments. And the lenders don't like it, right? The lenders want to, they're in business not to take back properties and own property and foreclose. They hate that. Yep. Um, they just want to lend money and, and get interest back. 
So you can actually approach these banks and um, they will sell what's called a non-performing note to anyone, the general public. And a non-performing note is simply a mortgage that the borrower has stopped paying for at least 90 days. So they're behind. Yeah. And a lot of times the banks, in order to get them off their books, they'll sell these notes at really, really steep discounts. So we're talking 40, 50, 60 cents on the dollar. So just an example, let's just say there's a mortgage and the amount that's owing on the house on that mortgage is a hundred thousand. Okay. And the borrower's not paying maybe it's for a year because of COVID stay. Yeah. So they're behind. You can actually, in some cases, buy that note for 50,000. So you're now the bank and that borrower owes you a hundred. So that's the amount owing on the mortgage, but you only invested 50,000. Right. And so the goal, the number one goal is to get them paying again, if you can. And it's really just reaching out to the borrower, assessing what their situation is, you know, and if it's because of COVID and, and maybe now they're working again, finally, but they're a year, year behind and they have no way of digging out of this hole that they're in. Right. Well, if you can get them paying consistently for 12 months, um, then um, you can actually sell that note again as a performing note if it's got 12 months worth of payments. Ah. Um, you, can, you can sell it for like 70, 80 cents on the dollar to a hedge fund or another investor. So if you paid 50 and a year later you sell it for 80,000, that's yep. a nice spread. Plus you've had a year of payments because that borrower is now paying you again. So you've got that cash flow coming in. Or if you just want long-term cash flow, you don't have to sell it. You just get them paying again. And uh, since you're in for 50 cents on the dollar, um, you know, if it's a 5% interest rate, and, but you're in for half the amount um, on the note, then that's like what, 10, 10 or more percent that you're making uh, in return in cash flow. Um, and then the other strategy is if- Sorry, repeat you, that for me, repeat that last Okay. One. Yeah, well, let's say, so let's say that the original mortgage, um, let's say it's 5% interest rate on yeah. 100,000, right? Well, if, you, if you're in for 50, that borrower is paying 5% amortized of 100,000. Gotcha. So yep. that like doubles your interest. You're not making 5%. You're making like 10 or more based on the amortization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, you're the note holder, but you're not the property owner, right? Correct. So is you it, have a lot of power and control of that property because uh, they can't sell that house unless you get paid. And we're buying first, first lien mortgages. So you're, you're number one in line to get paid. Right. So they have to pay off that full full amount, that hundred thousand, say, if they want to sell the house. Yep. So so let's say they sell in a year, you're getting a hundred thousand back, not fifty, right? That you paid for the note. Yep. Um, and then the other option is because they're behind on their payments, maybe they just they're still unemployed. There's just no way that they're going to start paying. Well, you can negotiate with them. Uh, it's called a, a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Uh, another word for that is cash for keys. So you could say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Borrower, like this is obviously not working for you. You're still unemployed. Um, you know, we can avoid you having to go through a foreclosure, which is going to affect your credit in a really bad way for the next seven years. What if we just paid you, you know, five grand or something like that to, to move out, get a, a deposit on a place to rent, and then you can get back on your feet and exchange you deed us the property. And so in that case, now you you now own a piece of property that's worth Maybe it is worth a hundred thousand, say. And again, now you can fix and flip it and sell it. You can put a tenant in. You can owner finance it and get a new, 
note with a new borrower. Um, you can sell it as is, just yeah. get a realtor, whatever. There's so many strategies. So many options. Yeah. Do you ever and then the last, what's that? Yeah, was that, was that the last option? <laughs> yeah, the last option is foreclosure. Yeah. And so in that case, what you would do is you just call a local attorney that handles foreclosures in that state and say, look, I, I want to commence foreclosure. Uh, they would basically do all the work for you. They know the, the rules in that state. So they would just do all the procedure to foreclose. And then they'd sell it off at the foreclosure auction, um, depending on how long that is required in that state. That makes sense. I wrote mm -hmm. a bunch of questions down as we were going, right? Sure. So if you're coming in the bank, um, I'm going to guess that you don't want to actually be making, collecting the money, right? So do you involve like a note servicing company and what rate does a note servicing company and what is a note servicing company? Good question. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, I, I am not a good bookkeeper. So yeah, you definitely want to get a good note servicing company and what they do, they're basically they manage the loan for the lender. So they're the ones that are reaching out and collecting payments from the borrower. They're distributing the payments to you. Um, they would even make sure that it, there's an escrow collected to pay off the taxes each year, pay the insurance policy. Excuse me. Um, they're gonna be reporting monthly uh, as, a, as a loan statement to the borrower and to you. So you know exactly where the loan's at at all times. Um, they're gonna, uh, implement late fees and all of that. They're going to basically just keep track of all the bookkeeping for you. And then what that way, when you sell the note, if you ever want to sell it, you've got full books because that's what the buyer is going to want to see. So you've got full accounting of the, the history of that note. Awesome. And it's only like, I don't know, it's usually only about 30 to 50 bucks a month. And typically that's going to be paid by the borrower, not you. Oh, okay. I was yeah. thinking that the, the lender would have to pay that because I, I, I use note servicing companies all, all the time, but I'm paying notes. Um, and I'm like, uh, I know I, maybe it's built into my fee. <laughs> like, I, I maybe, just don't, yeah. yeah, perhaps. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, that, I was going to ask you how much it was per month. But just, that's perfect. Um, so you said before you can buy these from the bank. Uh, I'm guessing that you you don't just walk into a Wells Fargo and say, I want to buy some notes. Is, is there a specific department to call or how, how do you do that? How do you actually get a yeah. hold of what notes they have that aren't performing? When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com slash coaching. Good question. So the big, huge banks, you're probably going to get nowhere with them, um, like your Wells Fargo's and Chase's and that kind of thing. But there, there's literally thousands of smaller banks out there across the U.S. And so you're looking, typically it's called, there's a few different job titles you can look for um, when you're calling the banks or even even LinkedIn is a good place to find them. Yeah. Um, and you, if you're on LinkedIn, you want to search for um, special assets or secondary marketing manager, secondary marketing manager. Um, another one is whole loan trader. Those are probably the, I'm trying to think if there's any others. Those are the big three that you could search for. Just what was the last search one? Loan trader? Whole, yeah, like W-H-O-L-E, loan trader. Oh, and credit credit risk officer. Those are the, the four. Crazy names. Yeah, but if you go on LinkedIn, even just like choose any bank, 
and or just search like secondary marketing and you'll see a bunch of people from a whole bunch of different banks their their profiles will jump up and you know not every bank has non-performing notes but it's more about marketing so you're you're constantly growing your network of of these contacts and reaching out to them monthly and you never know when they're going to have notes for sale so if you're just consistent about communicating eventually they're going to have something that you can look at and make an offer on. yeah interesting yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. when you say you reach out to the 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 borrowers right yeah um, is that just like a piece of mail do you actually reach out and call them yeah it's kind of like when you're you're looking for homeowners when you're buying houses. So sometimes it's as simple as just sending a letter to the house. Um, you could skip trace their phone number. Yeah. Um, they may have the contact information in your, your loan package that you get um, or in your loan servicing company notes and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, you want to reach out any way you can, even maybe have someone talk to them and you know knock on the door and say, look, you know, we're a small company. We, we're here to work with you. We're not here knocking on the door to steal your house away. We're here to help you. We want to, we want to hear your situation and see if we can solve your problem for you. And then if they're not responsive, then you take the other strategies. But. And then and it's not a problem that they figure out who you are. Cause like a lot of times with my loans, I have no idea who's actually the note holder on the other side. Right. Honestly, I'd love to go buy my own notes off of them for a discount. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah you mean if the borrower figures out who you are yeah is that that's not really an issue at all i think it's good because then you you can build that relationship with them and it's more of it's more solving people's problems than anything you're not the big mean bank anymore you're the you're the person trying to make a win-win so you can help, help them keep their property if they want to stay in it and come up with a solution that's going to work for them and so it could be as simple as taking the amount that they owe and if you can get them paying for 12 months consistently, then they get to move that amount. They can modify the note and move that amount to the end of the loan. You could even forgive that amount and say, look, I know COVID is rough. It's gone. Those back payments are gone. Just keep paying kind of thing. Um, you could change the, the payment date. Maybe it's not lining up with when they get paid. There's lots of different ways you can negotiate with them to help solve their problems so that they can start paying you. So you get your cash flow and then they can keep their home. So. I love it. Yeah. Last question I got on here is the rates. So it's still, you're kind of getting paid in bank rates, but you're getting the mm-hmm. leverage because of the different amounts of what you're actually putting into. Am, am, yeah. Did I understand that right? Yeah. So it depends on what kind of return you're wanting. Like you can also buy performing notes. Um, there's investors out there that are selling um, banks will even sometimes sell performing notes, but if it's a 2% interest rate, and you're paying cash for that note, it's probably not gonna be the best return you've ever seen, right? Um, and so that's where it's better to, if you can buy it at 50 cents on the dollar, then that that makes the return a lot better. Um, sometimes you can buy hard money loan notes though. So these are like rehab properties and things like that. And those, those interest rates are 10 to 12%. Um, I just looked at a note last week in Vegas, it was a fix and flip loan and they stopped paying and the, the late fees were like, I think 22% per month uh, for late fees. And if they start piling up, um, you know, there's a lot that, that can pile up that uh, would be paid out to you when they eventually sell the property or, or you foreclose. So it just depends um, what your, your needs are. And if you're, if you're using private money to buy the notes, which is what I do a lot of, um, you need to make sure that your, your, the return you're getting on you know, like your cash flow, cash on cash return 
it's got to be, you know, around 14% in order to pay our private lender and, and still get a nice return for, for oh, my yeah. company as well. Yeah. Last question I got, and I know it, you probably don't, you may not know the answer because it's not, uh, it's the other side of the coin. Um, mm -hmm. But if you were the borrower, is there a way to figure out, like everything's public record in the US, is there a way mm -hmm. to figure out who owns your note? Yeah. So if you go into the deed records in your county and you search, you can either search your name or you can search the, the legal description of your property, sometimes the address, um, and you'll see, it's called an assignment. So you'll see your original mortgage document. Yeah. And then over time, you might see what's called an assignment. And that's where your lender has sold your note to another bank or, or it could be uh. someone else like me. Right. And you'll see that transaction and you'll have the bank name or whatever entity now owns that note. And so some some loans will be assigned like five times in a 10 year period or something like that. So you'll see multiple assignments. And it's just that last assignment, the most recent one. That's that's who owns your note. That makes Interesting. Sense. Yeah. And I was always thinking it would be, it'd be pointing me towards the like the servicing company or something like that. Sometimes it will. Um, but then again, you can always call the servicing company. Yeah, maybe I'll just ask. as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you, you like um, if you're gonna go do a like a payout because you're gonna sell a property, you just call them and they figure it all out and you know pay off you know how much it would be. You'd be like, you can maybe I could just know negotiate directly and <laughs> find a win-win anyway. Yeah. Cool. There's a lot of stuff there. Like, <laughs> I almost think we should split this into two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might need to. Uh Cal. Uh, before I let you go, anything uh. Anything else I should ask you about notes? And then I'll, I'll ask you about your company after that. But anything I should ask you about notes or anything I should ask you about? Well, I guess we're done with the wholesaling part, but anything else I should ask you? Yeah, um, I just think like right now is going to be, a, we're, we're heading into a great opportunity um, because of both COVID and we've got a uh, possible re recession. We've got high inflation. So it's going to be really hard for people to make their mortgage payments, right? Groceries are crazy. Gasoline's crazy. And now we've got interest rates that are what just hit like what? 7%. So life's getting tough for all of us. And there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be able to make their payments. Right. So there's going to be defaults on mortgages. So not only is it going to be a good time to buy foreclosures, right? That's going to be happening. We're going to see that, but there's, it's also a great time to, buy notes from banks because these, these banks don't want them on their books. And so if they can just get rid of them and unload them, um, they're winning that way. And so there's a great opportunity for you to buy notes, as I'm saying, um, or even do things like subject to where you find these borrowers and say, look, you're behind on your payments. Um, I'll buy the property, but we keep the loan in place and we'll just start making payments on it. That's another strategy. So I think right now in the next year or two is going to be so much opportunity for all of those kinds of strategies. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's got me even thinking, I'm like, I'm going to reach out to my bank. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I deal with a little tiny bank, right? So definitely. why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, you could even call the, their head office and just ask for those positions, say like to talk to someone in secondary marketing or special assets. And usually they'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah well, just, the one branch manager I talk to on the phone all the time. So just bring it up in a casual conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, they may not know if it's just a, well, I guess a branch manager, but if it's just the clerk at the, the oh. desk, they might not know. Yeah. Cool. Um, before I let you go, um, how do people contact you? How do they reach out to you? They want to learn more about note investing. They want to learn more about wholesaling. What's the best way to do this? 
Um, probably the best way. I have a Facebook group as well. Um, if you just search uh, real estate wealth creators on Facebook, that's one way. Um, you can also contact me. It's uh, cal at calewing.com. Um, so you can just email me that way. Those are probably the two easiest ways. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, man. It's been great. I know we've been trying like for over a year. I'm glad things have lined up <laughs> to be on it. We have been we have been trying to match this up for a while, <laughs> but no, it's good. We actually got it done, and I love it. We haven't talked about note investing in, I think I haven't done it in like two years on the podcast. It's been a while. Oh, perfect. So, That's great. Nice to bring that up again. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome, but to do it again. <laughs>